Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Wednesday, the 21st of December. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined this morning uh, by, I'm sure, a, a much more happier Stevie Clifford than he was at 90 minutes at Petodre last night. How are we doing, Stevie? Very good, Derek. Um, <clears throat> this threatened to be another repeat of the Liverpool morning. But I, um, come 94 minutes, I don't think many of us seen that, but... Uh, yeah, plenty to unpack this morning, that's for sure. Yeah, there certainly is. Uh, before we do that, folks, uh, two seconds. I just need to uh, actually plug in the mic, which I haven't done so already. This, uh... um, yeah, before we do that, folks, you can see the little ticker below, uh, our Christmas offer. Go and uh, uh, subscribe to the Rangers Review. It's a, a great offer we've got on just now. Two months just for £1. Uh, you'll get uh, two months' worth of coverage. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details and as you can see the banner on your screen as well uh, you can subscribe to our youtube channel for absolutely free and join the thousands who have already done so uh, and you'll never miss a video when we go live and there, they are, there are plenty of videos too um let's talk rangers then a, a dramatic win last night at Petodre. uh rangers winning by three goals to two for the, the second match in a row it all started uh, so well for rangers uh, opening uh, the scoring through uh, Fashion at Sakala. Aberdeen were to equalise uh, with a, a free kick uh, from the edge of the Rangers area after James Sands uh, was had uh, filled the Aberdeen player and Duke uh, curled the ball past Alan McGregor. We'll talk about his uh, performance, his positioning a little later on. Um, Aberdeen then uh, took the lead uh, in the second half, uh, a bit of a calamity as far as Rangers are concerned. A good strike from from the boy Clarkson from the edge of the area, a volley into the far corner. Rangers huffed and puffed. Michael Beale made four subs as he, as he chased the game eventually in stoppage time. After missing two great chances, I've got to say, Scott Arfield uh, managed to, to get the, the, the prod the ball home after uh, Roos had saved uh, uh, Ryan Kent's uh, long-range drive. And then there was more drama to come. Uh, Rangers managed to get the winner, Arfield, again, uh, prodding the ball home from close range in the 97th minute uh, to spark jubilant scenes uh, at Petodre and every Rangers fan uh, watching at home as well. Stevie, what's your, what was your your main takeaways from, from last night? I think Michael Beale hit it a nail in the head when he says 10 out of 10 for character and mentality, but 5 out of 10 for the overall performance. Yeah, listen, absolutely. I think that um, I don't think the result can paper over some of the things that we're going to discuss, and I think it's necessarily we say them. But I'm kind of loath to come on and and be ultra negative and not enjoy the the ending and give the players credit for the attitude, desire, character to keep going and pull that out of the bag because at 94 minutes, with three minutes left. I have never seen a situation where Rangers have, have went on and equalised and then won a game in that fashion. So yeah. it's a tremendous victory. It's a tremendous three points, but it can't and doesn't paper over the cracks as such. But as football fans, we're entitled to enjoy that last couple of minutes and just enjoy the the kind of um, the, the high that it that gives you because um, you know even even when even when we do equalise, I don't think there's many. Rangers fans out there that would have cheered it or celebrated it as yeah. much. There was, you know, even in this house, myself and the wife watching, it was kind of like, well, yes, brilliant, at least we got the equaliser, but it's still not really good enough. You know, and then only Rangers could equalise like that, almost lose it again, 
as the yeah. boy hits it just wide and then go up the other end and manage to grab an equaliser. <laughs> hey, a winner, sorry. So it's the, the proverbial Rangers roller coaster, but um all credit to the players. I want to start that. I want to say that all credit to the players for, for pulling it out and, and their performance in the last five minutes to, to, to come back and win that. To keep going is really important. Um that heart, that spirit that we've all kind of spoken about, that we've questioned, you know, to do that is great. So that's the big positives, Derek, as, as well as obviously the three points and, and winning it in the style that we did. So I don't want to come on here this morning and be ultra negative about it, but there is bits that we, I think, we have to discuss and it would be remiss not to, but we can certainly enjoy that because to do that to them up there in their backyard knowing how much they would have been yeah. looking forward to celebrating that victory and everything else is is just magnificent. So yeah. we'll take that. Yeah, I think uh, Jim uh, Jim Goodwin uh, said it all last night. He looked uh, absolutely crestfallen uh, in that post-match. Yeah, that was, that was an enjoyable watch as well, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I could feel his pain, but uh, yeah, like you say, uh, Stevie, uh, it's not very often. I, I struggle to actually think of the last time that's happened. Uh, Rangers scoring a late winner like that. I think Lega Warsaw, I'm sure, in, in, in the European uh, journey. But in terms domestically, and especially from from being in, uh, behind to score two stoppage time goals as late on, I'm struggling to think of, of the last time that happened. Yeah. The only time, sorry, the only time we come up with this morning, I asked this on Twitter and asked Rangers History, who are um, so good at telling us, he couldn't recall a situation ever like that. But one of the boys, Stevie, who goes uh, week in, week out, one of the Tory Glenn boys, he suggested um, on another bit that Rangers beating Wraith Rovers back in 1996 when Ali got a late hat-trick. It's probably as close as we would have come. I think Ali equalised for 2-2, maybe 88 and then he got the winner 91 and Judy scored, I think, 92-93 to win 4-2. So that's probably as close in, in my lifetime as, as I'll remember and probably a lot of people's either is watching. But I don't ever remember deep into stoppage time being behind like that, equalising and then grabbing a winner. So, you know, it's certainly one yeah. to, to enjoy. And um, I was night shift, so I watched those last couple of minutes a good few times. Yeah, um, yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, it happens to a lot of teams scoring late winners, um, but for Rangers, uh, it doesn't really happen too often. But last night, yeah, it was enjoyable, uh, for the ending certainly. Um, but for much of it, Stevie, it was uh, not good whatsoever. Started off well, I, I, sort of, I, I sort of agree with Michael Beale's assessment of the game. They started pretty well. Fashion to Callis scores early on. Uh, Morelos had, had a, a bit of a chance uh, after that hit straight at the goalkeeper and Rangers looked good. And then, uh, I don't know what, it, uh, can you put your finger on it? What what, what went wrong from then on in? Of course, he makes the four substitutions um, when Aberdeen go 2-1 go up in that second half. He did say what we wanted the players to go and be a, play a bit freer and to gamble a little bit. Ended up working out in the end. Um, but there's a number of players there that didn't do themselves any favours, I don't think, uh, about putting themselves in the the manager's plans uh, going forward. No, and there's a few difficult things to say about that, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. First 15 minutes of the game, I thought we were good. Took the took the lead actually from a nice move. Jack and Morelos create some good space. Morelos then continues and has cut back. Typical fashion, really. Sclaps the first one and then buries yeah. the second opportunity really well. 
Then they do create again. Um, Malik Tillman, excellent moment, gets to the byline, picks out Morelos. Morelos does really well to round his man. And then just when you want him to, to pick pick the corner, he kind of hits it a bit straight. Yeah. And from there on in, we stop, Derek. We stop for a good 20-odd minutes, culminating, I think, Aberdeen had a good chance, 21, 22 minutes when Ramadani hit, hits it wide. Now, there's a, a culmination of, of, of issues there that, you know, your centre-half slip. Ryan Jack gets pulled out of position. Glenn Kamara doesn't track his runner. He's left at the back. Kamara's kind of no man's land, which is a problem we've seen before. Yeah. And he puts it just wide. Rangers then recover between 30 and 40. I thought we were fine. We started moving the ball. And when we controlled the ball, I thought we were okay. And, and I thought we had steadied, but we lose a really poor goal. Um, Fashion Sakala, you see the good of him. That's the bad. He's got it in his possession. He miscontrols it, ends up going the wrong way. Then James Sand doesn't win a 50-50 and ultimately ends up with a really rash, silly challenge from the wrong side. It's not the first time we've seen him do that, unfortunately. And he seems to get caught. And then, you know, the equaliser, which we'll come to, is, is, yeah. is fairly poor. It's a good strike, but it's fairly poor. But what went wrong for us, Derek, for me, in that spell is we stopped using the ball. We stopped passing the ball. It became very slack. It, it then got stretched, and as soon as we got, as soon as the game becomes stretched and we don't become compact, like our whole defensive line started getting out of shape. There was one ball. Don't know if people would remember this. There was one ball across our defensive line, which McGregor came out and caught, but the boy yes. was at the back post. Now he was ahead of the fullback, who was Adam Devine, but he was behind James Sands, and Golson was caught away up, and the line was basically so far apart like that that he could sit in the middle. And if it wasn't for McGregor coming out to grab that, we would have been caught. And it's that kind of thing. We become ragged mm -hmm. very easily. We lose our shape. We lose our discipline. And the retention of the ball, just as Jim's just pointed out there, yeah. is really poor, really easy passes. We're not making them. So that's that's where I think we, we kind of lose it. And once we start moving the ball, you know, around the defence, getting it wide, Kent picking it up, I thought we were fine. And I thought we had managed to get through that difficult 15-minute period. And without creating much, I don't think we did, but we started to get control of it again. And I thought we were fine. I thought get to half time at 1-0 and we'll be okay. As soon as they score on that moment, Derek, any team that scores just before half time of that is it's really difficult. Yeah, and, and we've seen the effect it had on us. But the goal, you know, fashion has got to do better. James Sands caught, and the goalkeeping look, it's a tremendous strike. Right? It really is a really good strike. The way he hits it sort of down and moves like that, yeah. it's really perfectly struck. But Alan McGregor takes a step, right? And I think we all judge it because we know how good Alan McGregor is or can be, and we expect him to save it, which is it's difficult for him. It's harsh because it's such a good strike and it is a good goal, so credit to the boy for that. But we look at it and say that Alan McGregor should save that. I know. And, that, and that's the criticism. That's the moment where you're kind of wondering exactly, you know, where it is, and it's poor from our point of view. I think McGregor's got to do better. Yeah, as Matt Gunner says, he's a good goalkeeper, saves both of them. Um, like you say, Steve, I, I agree. If 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 uh, Tavernier scores that or whoever else, uh, you're, you're praising them. Um, but I think there is an element of 
Uh, the goalkeeper's positioning. Uh, I'm sure Alan himself will hold his hand up and say he should have done better with that one. The second one, I think, is a, a really good strike from the boy. I, th I don't think you can deny him that. But again, I see his positioning questioned uh, by some uh, as well. And unfortunately, uh, that debate of who should be the number one is going to continue to rage on at the moment. Um, there's a comment coming here uh, from Denzel. Uh, Morning, Denzel says, a new keeper is a must in January, surely. Would you go along with that? I don't think it's a priority for me mm. ahead of other positions, but let me quantify that. I don't think it's I don't think it's the wrong statement. And I think we do need a new goalie, but I think there's other positions first where I would go for. And I'll, I'll get to that kind of in a wee bit. But with regards to the second goal, Derek, this sums up the first 10 minutes of the second half, especially. We couldn't get our foot in the ball. We didn't move it. The midfield is non-existent. Like Jack and Kamara don't start moving the ball, they don't control the ball, they don't dictate the tempo. So we're we're nowhere in that spell. And they have a couple of, of kind of promising moments down our left hand side. One where the boy almost gets in, McGregor comes out and kind of half gets it enough to clear it. They yeah. start trying to isolate Divine and, and then the goal comes. Now the goal comes from their fullback running 20, 30 yards and being able to cross yep. unopposed. Yep. And when he does cross unopposed, this is what I'm saying about our line. Our line is ragged. So Sands is half clearing. And instead of just clearing it the way he's facing, which would have put it out for a throw or a corner, whatever way, then we regroup. It is criminal for any defender to send it centrally back away. That's what he does. It's perfectly set for the boy. Now, I think that this, goalkeeping-wise, is worse than the first one because, again, we expect him to save it. For some reason, he takes a step to the other side again yeah. and he's left flat-footed and there's no spring. And the ball, when it goes in, is pretty central, Derek. It's not away in the corner where you could say, you know, what a, a fantastic strike it was. He's got to positionally be better there. And you're looking at Alan McGregor and you're thinking that, you know, both times... I think he's 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 going to be disappointed in that. Otherwise, did he really have a lot to do? I don't think he did. And they've missed they've missed a couple of opportunities, which you know we'll come to. But mm. Raiders were rocked at that point. Ball retention, the passing became so ragged, Derek. Like Connor Goldson put it out a couple of times. James Tavernier became so poor in winning his duels and winning defensive moments. And using the ball well, that we we lost all our shape. It just wasn't working. The subs were needed. The midfield was completely non-existent. Jack and Kamara lost their way entirely. Both of them. There was no. They didn't dictate. They didn't dominate. They didn't use the ball well. That then fell away, and and we were left. So Lundstrom coming on was a good sub. Arfield. When Arfield came on, Tillman began to play because he had runners off him that he could. He could then pick up. So, you know, that worked. I'm not so sure that, that Scott Wright did, did a lot when he came on. Mm. Alex Lowry, maybe a wee bit, wee bit, you know, unlucky not to be coming on. But credit to Michael Beale, he had to change it and he did. And, and by the point, the last kind of 80 minutes onwards, we were so far pushed up. You know, Goldson and, Divide, uh, Goldson and Davies were more or less playing as number eights. Yeah, and we were leaving Young Divine at the back, more or less, for his pace to try and 
and negate anything, but they were dead in their feet. And, and to keep going the way we did, Arfield gets that opportunity. You talk about the boy saves it. And then there's a the one where he kind of stabs it towards goal. And when we don't get that, I was thinking, you know, it's not going to be our day. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was like you, Steve. I didn't see it coming. I'm sure um, the majority of Rangers fans didn't see it coming either. But um, we've got Scott Arfield uh, to thank for that. We'll talk about uh, Arfield shortly. James Sands is coming in for a bit of criticism, Stevie. Um, Stephen Smith says uh, Sands was to blame for the first goal. I know he's out of position, but he's liable for that kind of challenge. I tend to agree. I think it was it was rash from the edge of the box. Uh, he gives the ball straight back to Clarkson for the second goal. For me, I watched him at centre-back way back when Rangers played Blackpool at the first game of the pre-season. And I knew then, I said, this is a player out of position. He doesn't look comfortable. Uh, and he's played a lot at centre-back for Rangers, of course, down to the, the long-term injuries. I would I, I would like to think that Ben Davis can steer clear an injury from here on in and Rangers have got other options to play at centre-back because James Sands, for me... I don't like him in that position there, Stevie. Um, and I think Stephen's got, got a point there. Um, what did you make his performance last night? It was poor. It was yeah. really poor. I'm not so sure he's, he's to blame. He's a symptom of several mistakes. The first goal, Sakala, Sands, McGregor. So he's, he's one of, of three. Um, he definitely cost the second goal. But he's... He's kind of rash and challenges. He's yeah. he's not good on the ball at times. He's one of the ones, right, that, that's really suffered from, you know, if you look at the, the game PSV away, he was excellent. And he's really suffered from our kind of collapse of form that he's not been able to, to kickstart again and regain his form yet. Whether or not he might, pushing him forward into a midfielder might be the, the, the kind of way to go. But... The problem that he's got is that we're trying to find out if he's good enough, Derek. And now it's a big price tag. You're talking about anywhere between three to five million, depending on, on yep. what report you believe. Can we spend that on him at the moment? The answer is no. So there's not enough evidence to kind of support a deal like that. But could it be better moving him into midfield? Possibly he can. We're getting options now. I think you know, Davis and Goldson. Before they got injured, we're starting to look okay at the back. Davis was starting yeah. to get up to speed. So you've got to hope that that's going to click. But, um, you know, I, I see I see people saying, that, you know, it's not his fault and he's playing out of position and stuff like that. And that's all fine. But he loses a 50-50 for the first goal and then he's got the wrong side to tackle. That's on him. The clearance for the second goal is on him. So, yeah. yeah, he's playing out of position, Derek, but you should do better in both instances. So we can make excuses for him and saying he's playing out of position, but he needs to do better for both of them. Yeah, but James Strachan says, I think we need to play players in their positions uh, before we uh, before we judge them. Um, yeah. Sorry, just to say, that's yep. fine and that's a good point, but it's still basics. Basics yeah. of the first two goals still cost us two goals. So yeah. it doesn't matter if he's midfield, right back, centre half. If he's making mistakes like that, he shouldn't really be in the team. Yeah, the, the, there's lots of points of failure, as you said, Stevie. I mean, Sakala giving the ball away cheaply for, for the first goal, and uh, there's a number of errors from, from then on. Um, lots of things for, for Michael Beale to work on. The only thing is, he has said, them, said before that he's got 
not much time on this training field with this uh, the run of games, of course, up to Dingwall on Friday, which isn't ideal. Um, let's talk Scott Arfield. Um, for me, he should have scored four goals when, when he came on. Uh, he missed two. He, he had a shot um, that was uh, sort of... It was palmed by the Aberdeen goalkeeper before being hacked away by, by Ross McCrory. Uh, and then he had another chance. Great feet again from Malik Tillman. Laid the ball on a plate for him. Uh, and he missed that chance. And then you're thinking that that's the that's game up. Um, however, he, he popped up. The, the, the equalising goal is sublime, Stevie. There was a comment that came in saying he's the only midfielder. Uh, this one from David Thompson. He's uh, our only midfielder who runs beyond the ball. That's great striker's instinct to anticipate the goalkeeper was going to parry that Ryan Kent shot. Uh, he's first to react uh, and he uh, lifts the ball over him and into the back of the net. And then the second goal, uh, of course, um, uh, Connor Goldson, I was, I was concerned when they went to VER, it, it might have struck his arm, but fortunately it hit, it hit his chest. Uh, but he's there again. He, he sclaffs the finish, but uh, if he hits that well enough, if he hits, hits that cleanly, then it's not a goal probably, but uh, he, he sclaffs it, it hits the back of the net. Um, he's absolutely sensational, Steve, isn't he? That, that's that's when Michael Beale talks about character and mentality. He's got that in abundance, hasn't he? Are you going to tell him it's a sclaff? Because he'll not be having that at all. So I tell you, it's the best sclaff I've seen in a long time. But what I will say about Scotty Arfield is, now this isn't meaning to be critical and it's not meaning to be anything, but I think that Scott Arfield last night, the way he played, using him as a super sub as such, in that 20, 25 minutes to go is exactly how we need to use Scott Arfield. Yeah. Impact player. You know, Ian says it there, and I think he's spot on that yeah. when he comes on the legs. Now, that point, I think it was David that made the point that he's the only one that can run beyond. That's what I was saying about as soon as he gets close to Tillman, Tillman becomes alive because he's got options at either side of him. The one where he, he runs off, plays it to Tillman, or the ball's played. I think Goldson plays it to Tillman, and he runs off and he slides it. And he should score, excuse me, hot chocolate's coming back on me, Derek, sorry. <laughs> um, he should save that, right? Uh, he should score that, rather, but he, he gets contact on it. Yeah. And then the first one where he volleys it, I think that's just a great effort. Like, sometimes that'll hit the goalie and go in. I think the goalie's actually yeah. made a really decent save. Yeah, I, yeah, don't blame, yeah. I don't, there's no blame there for me. And I think that, that's, you know, two good efforts. The one that he scores, the, the equaliser, is actually excellent. There's not a, a lot of room, you know, for him to finish that because the ball, sees it comes off the goalie. It's not like it comes out five yards where he's got the whole goal then to, you know, to lift it up or anything. He's basically got that one place to make sure that he hits it firmly and it's a couple of yards out and I get it, you know, it should he should finish it, but he's still done that really well. Yeah. And then where is he, you know, to finish the the winner, he's right on spot, and and you're right about Goldson, where um you know Connor, in my mind's eye, sees it gets knocked down. I actually see Goldson just volley it in. So did I. And yeah. When it goes past him, you're kind of a wee bit of taken aback, and then it seems to take an age. It's almost like Arfield sets himself. Yeah. You know, it bounces up, and then he loops it down. And it loops over the goalkeeper. And the funny thing is, as you said, see if he rifles that probably low or strikes it well. The goalie's yeah. already on his way down. It might hit him. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, it might come off him. But the actual way he hit it, that sclaff, as you call it, Derek. And <laughs> he'll, not, he'll not be happy with that, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, Scott, if you're tuning in. <laughs> 
that finish, I, I think it's an excellent finish and give him all the credit in the world because at the point where we needed something to happen, he sparked it. He was the one, you know, hitting the hitting the runs like that. And it just shows you as well that Ryan Kent, I don't think Ryan Kent had a, a wonderful night, right? But he keeps going, he keeps going and then gets that ball for the second. Passes the boy really well. He, he sells him a dummy, passes him, gets the shot away. The shot's a difficult one. It's moving and, and it creates the goal. Now, we talk a lot about Ryan Kent, about where he needs to be. His influence last week against Hibs, I think he assisted the, the equaliser for Sakala. And then he, he's had a positive impact in that game going forward. He's had a positive impact last night. He's still got miles to go, Ryan Kent, over where we need him to be. Mm. But he keeps going. He keeps trying to influence. He never hides. He's a big player in, in that sense for us. So I'm happy that he gets that wee involvement and, and moment for the goal as well. But Scotty Arfield, you know, he came on, man of the match for 20 minutes. He, he he deserves now to kick on and get a start in that midfield for sure. Yeah. Um, even with me saying that we should use him as an impact sub, but yeah. in certain games we, we can use him. And, um, and, and it was glorious, Derek, because, you know, at 94 minutes, you're kind of standing there or sitting, whatever it was in your house. And I was sitting, I was standing just over by that door can I pace in a wee bit and I'm thinking why does football ruin <laughs> my life constantly like you know you're just about to go on night shift you're doing this to, this morning and you're just thinking oh, you know why did they do this to me and then the next three minutes is exactly why you tune in isn't it it's exactly why you're a football fan and you yeah and you love it for the, those those moments so even the missus was when uh when Arfield's winner went and even she was up kind of dancing about so yeah, she's normally calm, cool, and collected. The kids are in bed, so that shows you. I think households all around the place would have been like that as well. Yeah, football bloody hell, as Sir Alex uh, once said. Uh, Brian makes a, an interesting point as well. Uh, I think this uh, maybe for one for a, another show, perhaps. He says, uh, thoughts on giving Arfield an extension? I think last night shows you exactly what he can still bring to the table. I think it could be worth it. Your, your quick opinion on that, uh, Stevie. He's one of a number of players, of course, out of contract in the summer. If he continues making uh, contributions like that, I would have no qualms about offering him an extra year. If he scores two every week, absolutely. <laughs> but listen, no disrespect to Scott Arfield, no disrespect to anyone. And this this is a wee bit of I talk about this in my column this week for Rangers Review that I think last night showed, and even though Michael Beale has said about Ryan Jack, there's not too many that are going out of contract that I want to keep. This squad needs it needs not an axe to it, but it, it needs rebuilt, it needs yeah. freshness. And I'm not sure that keeping Arfield, Davis, McGregor, etc. Mm. last year was the right thing to do. Now, it seems silly after a game like last night where Arfield's made a big contribution. And if he bangs in 15 goals this year, he'll be throwing that down my face saying, I deserve a year. Mm. Absolutely, I get that 100%. At some point, though, we've got to be ruthless with this squad, Derek. And it needs, it needs freshness. It needs a rebuild. It needs new faces in and listen aside of that first 15 minutes in that last five we were pretty poor last night yeah midfield is non-existent we need a center half we need a goalkeeper we need a new forward the spine of that team needs completely rebuild so you cannot keep stockpiling players 
you know, Arfield might have a shout because he's, I think he's got seven goals now and he's making more impact than others. But Michael Beale saying about Ryan Kent's contract renewal can alarm me a wee bit. And I'm a huge fan of the things that he said and how he started managerial-wise, but that's a red flag for me. Yeah. And that's something that I would like to ask him about because I think everybody watching that last night, that 50 minutes we got off Ryan Jack, you know, he's not got the engine for it anymore, Derek. He's not got the legs for it on current yeah. evidence. Don't think you he know, can play two games in a week, can he? I think that he needs to have a really good six months for mm. him to be there. And if they're keeping him around as a squad player, then maybe, but even then at a push, I don't think these guys can can stay here and, and be and be starters. Now, look, I'm sorry if, if that's negative because I want to concentrate on the positive of the winning yeah. and, and getting that three points, but Let's not sugarcoat what was getting out of jail massively and what was a pretty all-round poor performance. Michael Beale said it was a 5 out of 10. There is um, reason to believe that he was extremely unhappy in the dressing room at the end and told the players as such. Yeah. So I th I don't think he's fooled. And I think the fact that, you know, he, he barely celebrated the winner shows you yeah. that he maybe, you know, he knows exactly where we are. But this squad, this team needs urgent urgent kind of work to it. It's, it's a case of getting through to January and making sure that January counts. And this goes back to what the boy asked before about do you think a goalkeeper is, is urgently necessary as number one priority in January? Now, I can see people's point of view 100%, but for me, that midfield needs sorted, Derek, urgently. Oh. It needed sorted two, three years ago. It's now beyond a priority for me. They have to get two or three bodies in in, in January and yeah. guys are capable of dictating, using the ball and looking forward to next season and then being settled in. So, you know, there's there's key work to the spine of that Rangers team needs yeah. done and you would hope that it would rejuvenate a few around them. So goalkeeper, absolutely. That kind of, as I said, that takes us back to that question a wee bit before I said I would quantify it and that's, that's basically where I am with it. So... Do we give guys like that a new deal? Not for me, not at this moment. Sorry, and it's really difficult after last night. I appreciate that, but no, listen, it's all about opinions. That's, that's, yeah, that's that's the beauty of, of football, and I think uh, January is always a, a challenging time to bring in quality players. Um, but that's a challenge, uh, uh awaiting uh, Michael Beale and Ross Wilson. I'm sure, like you say, I, I quite liked how he never celebrated. It wasn't that, that emotional at, at full time when, when that, that winning goal went, and that tells you that um, he knows uh, uh, with his own eyes that, that improvements are required. Uh, th let's get to some of the comments coming in. Ewan Minton gets in touch. I'm not too sure if, if, you, if you know this, uh, Stevie. Morning, Derek and Stevie. It was great meeting you in Coralejo, buddy. Um, were you there, Stevie? Did you, know, uh, did you meet Ewan? Yeah, I believe it did. Um, was there at the end of September? So for the the Scotland games, and I think we watched. I would have met you and probably watching the Hearts victory, the four 0 game, um, and and the wee um, Scottish bar run by um, uh, the Good Rangers people run that. So it's a, a nice wee bar and tend to, tend to frequent that. So yeah, you and. Nice to meet you too, mate. Um, certainly better than the weather on the dog walk this morning, Derek, I can tell you. <laughs> it was so wet and cold that it's that way that your face is freezing. Oh. You know, but um, I'm still smiling, singing Wigfield, you know, as, as we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all bad, like. 
Superb, love that. Um, good to have you have you tuning in, uh, Ewan. Uh, one more, some 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 other comments that are coming in, quite interesting. Um, I know we touched on Ryan Kent there. Stevie Allen McKinnis says, uh, "Please give Kent some recognition. Great first half and still good second. Key to equaliser. Great celebration of Scott Arfield on the winner. Uh, yes, I think." Listen, I think I much prefer him in this sort of free role he's been afforded by, by Michael Beale. He's not pigeonholed uh, over on that left-hand side, and it's uh, dragging uh, opposition defenders all over the place. I think he faded out the game. He wasn't alone in that in the second half, Stevie. Um, but without a shot, of course, the equaliser doesn't come. Um, Rangers just need them to do more of sort of the first half, the, the opening of the first half more often, don't they? They need more from him. And I, I sort of... Uh, put Malik Tillman in that bracket as well. He, again, he showed in flashes last night how good a player he is. We need to remember, and it's it's hard to uh, sometimes get your head around the fact this is his actual first proper full season in senior football. So there has to be an element of patience there. Um, but those are are, are game changing players for Rangers, aren't they? And, and and they are capable of more. That's why I think uh, they get a bit of stick sometimes. Yeah, I thought I thought that I had given Kent some recognition yeah. to be fair, Derek. So, you know, I've already spoken about how highly I rate Ryan Kent and mm-hmm. you know, he's he's had a frustrating season. He's really underperformed in some games, but he keeps going last night. And as I said, it's great that he has that influence last week. And then last night I can see the benefit of him dropping in and, and picking up wee positions because he becomes difficult. You know, I like the ball that he fizzed in to, to Morelos, who then touched it off to Sakala to put just over. That was kind of a good move, and I like him doing that kind of thing. On Malik Tillman, um, you know, I, I don't think Malik Tillman had had a best best evening last night. But, you know, look at the influence he's having. He's creating big moments, yeah. game-winning moments. He gets two against Leverkusen, fine. It's only a friendly. You've seen the effect he had last week against Hibs. He, he, he makes uh, the second goal with his flick on then brilliantly assists for the third for Morelos. And then, last night, he has that moment in the first half, he sets up Morelos, which was his one good run. I said at halftime, we need to get a way of getting him into the game to free him up. The way of getting him into the game was getting Arfield close and getting runners beyond him. He started to really get involved at that moment. But the, the skill for the third goal is incredible because he's nowhere to go. He's got two players around him. He manages to get past one and get it up to a one-on-one by kind of turning in and turning out again. Then he gets he digs out that cross. Not only does he dig it out, Derek, but it's perfect. Yeah. You've seen yeah. the, the panic it causes. It ends up getting knocked back. And, you know, primarily he's 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 got an, almost got an assist there. So th- these are the big game-winning moments. And, you know, funnily enough, I've been quite impressed by our forward play the last few games. I think it's been fine. I mean- there's, yeah. there's there's bits to work on, yeah, but you can actually see, like, the way that they knock about the ball for the first goal, Jack and Morelos, you can see that they're practising that movement to free up and try and get the overload wide, and, and they get it perfectly. So, things like that are working, little subtle things, but as Michael Beale said, this is a work in progress. It's going to take a while, but all credit to, to Ryan Kent and Malik Tillman, because Big moments, especially Malik. You know, there's been a lot of talk about would you pay five million for him? No question. At yeah, this moment I'm, I'm in time, yeah. At this moment in time, with the evidence available, you know, you would you would absolutely pay it. And yeah. does he need to do more ninety minutes? Yeah, possibly he does. But you look at the things, the influence, the big moments he's had so far this season. 
PSV, etc. He's producing, and he's only 20. This is only his first season. He's getting better and better. If we can find ways to isolate him in games and, and get him free and, and feed him the ball and have people moving, stick Lawrence and Hadji and things around him, and I think this boy will, will flourish. And the other thing is as well, if you spend five million on Malik Tillman, you'd be extremely unlucky for that investment not to pay off, Derek. So yeah. I, I think you know, I think it's one of those ones where we should be forward planning even now for, for making sure that, that we have that. And you just gotta keep you've just got to keep at it with them. You've just got to keep, you know, yeah. persevering in games. And credit to Michael Beale because he could have taken him off, but he knows he's capable of those wee moments. So yeah, um well done to both of them. And and as for recognition for Kenty, you know, um, I'm one of his biggest fans, always have been, and and he's yeah. got a wee bit of criticism because I know how good he can be. So well done to Ryan Kent. More shots like that on target outside the box, please. Yeah, but I just uh, the way he was moving, especially that first half last night, was was vintage Kent and just the, the, the swivel of the hips and, and the body movement and all that was, was a joy to watch at times. Just we'll just finish up, Stevie. Uh, Ross gets in touch. Uh, Thought both Goldson and Tavenier struggled last night. Understandable for Goldson. Um, Goldson, I thought it was great to see him back. Uh, it's fantastic to see him back in that Rangers defence. There's no doubt about it. Um, slightly off the pace, you could see a few uh, uh, wayward passes. But listen, the, the winning goal doesn't come if it if he isn't in there in the penalty area. Um, Tavenier, I think we touched on, is uh, just wasn't his best of nights. Um, I think that's fair to suggest. Um, never had the best of games. Um, what, what do you make of what do you make of Rossi's comment here, Stevie? Uh, I think it's harsh on Goldson. Defensively, yeah. I thought Connor Goldson was really good. Wins yeah. a lot of crosses, wins a lot of headers. He slipped a couple of times, right? And at the points when he slipped a couple of times, it kind of let them in, and then you seen the line becoming ragged and things like that. But yeah. I'm I'm not really having that he had a poor night. Dif- um, distribution wise, I think we got into a real moment between kind of 60 and 75 yeah, where everybody was yeah. giving the ball away even Lundstrom did it Tavernier was was very very slack during that period as well listen I'm a huge James Tavernier fan I'm not one of these ones that, that thinks we should strip him a captaincy and stuff like that but I think it's also realistic to say that he's well off where he should be he hasn't performed to the levels we know he can he struggled a wee bit fitness wise but He's one of the ones that needs built up again. Just like Ryan Kent's a confidence player, Tav's the same. You need to build these guys up. Say the same thing about Tav that we said, and we will continue to say, he never hides, he always keeps going. Excuse me, he always tries to win. He always keeps going and and always tries to influence the game. Conor Golson's practically playing as a striker last night, trying to win the game. He's playing really high as a number eight. So, you know, considering it was the first game after only a couple of sessions back, I'm delighted he's back. Um, and you know, I, I think that he can play better. James Tavernier definitely, he's got a few rings in the ladder to go up and, and can influence him, but he also needs more from people around him, so he needs to raise his game. But we need better from, from everybody else as well. But last night, Derek, look, I don't think you can overly say that any of them were, were wonderful. You know, five out of ten, the manager said, I think that speaks volumes. So there's, there's a lot more to do, but they should take massive, massive confidence from winning that game that way and be able to to try and kind of kick on. And that's I think that's what everybody hopes. 
Yeah, and we'll just finish up this comment from, from Barry Higgins. He sort of sums up what you were saying there, Stevie. You have to admit, the fighting spirit has changed dramatically since Beelis came back. Never fought like that when Gio was here. Listen, as Michael Beal said, great character mentality. He said it was a mentality week, Stevie. Um, two big matches, two big trips, uh, uh, longest trips in, uh, in, the, in the league up at uh, Pataudry and Dingwall. Uh, the first hurdle has been negotiated uh, just uh, let's hope that Friday night is, is a tad more comfortable uh, when Rangers take on Malky Mackay's uh, Ross County. And um, we'll finish up there. Thanks to Stevie as ever. Great to have him on the show. Uh, and thanks to everyone for interacting with the programme as always. Just a reminder, you can see the little Christmas offer ticker below. If you've not taken advantage of the website, go and do so. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe. You can have uh, two months worth of coverage for just a solitary pound. Great value is. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow. Oh, Stevie, you want your button? Yep. Yeah, sorry, mate. I didn't want to talk over you again. I've spent the last 40 minutes doing it. But <laughs> listen, I just wanted to say to everyone, Derek, everyone that kind of watches and interactions and, and, and speaks away to us on these shows, uh, I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and, and have good festivities for their their, their uh, families and, and the festive period. And let's hope for a good result on, on Friday night. And, you know, everybody that watches this show, we all have different opinions and, you know, it's all highs and lows and everything else. But, um, you know, let's let's enjoy this wee moment. You don't get too many moments like last night, so enjoy it. Let's hope we can kick off and really wish everyone, you know, a Merry Christmas and we'll see you after the festivities and hopefully we keep winning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well said. Um, OK, folks, we'll be back uh, again uh, tomorrow. Uh, I believe it's myself and uh, yeah, I think it's John... Uh, Johnny, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe Adam Thornton might be joining us as well. But uh, yeah, we'll be back again tomorrow as we look ahead to the match on Friday. But until then, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Bye for now.